0: I will call upon you to do a service for me Play the godfather Now at chumbacasino.com. Welcome to the family
2: No purchase necessary VGW group
1: Voidware prohibited by law 18 plus Terms and conditions apply Okay, round two Name something that's not boring laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule. I'm Kate Borsay. Hello. And alongside me, Premier League and WSL reporter for Sky Sports and ladder enthusiast Lindsay Hooper. <laughs> Hi Hoops. My enthusiasm is wearing very thin <laughs> no, for <already>. the ladders. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Super Sky Sports News anchor Hailey McQueen. Hi Haley. Hi everyone. You say you th- your enthusiasm for ladders is waning. Um, I bet it's waning even more for miles on the clock, isn't it, Lindsay? Every time I speak to you, oh. you're, Hi, I'm just in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in the car. Um, How's I'm your trying back holding up?
2: Not very well, oh is dear. the answer. Yeah, I'm doing lots of exercises. I'm on a strict regime from my other half who's a physio to do exercises morning, noon and night. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> um, and maybe that will sort me out, but uh, maybe a new car is in order. <laughs> Maybe. It's a good excuse to get one, isn't it? Um what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you this week? Anything of note that's got you thinking? Oh I know straight away with this one
2: because I was I was in Leicester. I went to the brand new Leicester training complex to interview Yuri Tielemans. It was a really early call. So the interview was happening at nine and we have to be there two hours before. And so when we got there, I thought there's going to be hardly anyone here. And not even the person to let us in had even arrived yet. But the one person I could see was Brendan Rogers on his morning run (gasps) going around the training complex. Yes. Oh, I like it. a little so
1: bit that's... like when do you remember when we bumped into John Herdman in Canada in once at the World Cup? He was the yeah. Canada women um, women manager, and, and mm-hmm. dare I say it, he almost made a show of running round Vancouver. Was it Lynn's? <laughs> we were, <just> yeah, <laughs> yes, he had. I think he had people, did he have people running with him? I'm not sure if Brendan Rogers uh, likes to talk tactics on his run. Um, no, uh, no in, he was, uh, he was solo.
2: Definitely solo. <laughs> I think John was solo as well. I, I won't say he had an Maybe. entourage with him. The <laughs> thing is, you'd, you'd see
0: Brendan Rogers from afar, wouldn't you? Because he just you'd just see him smiling. If he is, in fact, smiling through that run, he'd... Yeah, yeah and then I, I told beaming. my
2: parents and mm. my mum said, did you say hello? Because I... I vaguely know Brendan from when I worked at, at Liverpool as well and used to see him at my
1: own runs I'm like no I didn't I didn't stop him <laughs> I can just imagine you running a line uh, alongside him in your reporter's heel hi Brendan can I get a comment from you and that's no. the problem with this back I cannot do any running <laughs> alongside anyone right now <laughs> Um Hayley McQueen back in the hot seat at Sky Sports News how's things?
0: Yeah, I've had a few days off which has been really nice. I've been a little bit poorly. Um, I feel like I'm endlessly ill but this child of mine who goes to nursery just keeps picking up bugs galore. <laughs> she she comes that home giving. and she's like kiss mummy kiss mummy. I'm like don't kiss me with your germs. <laughs> but of course I He's I get a can't hand sanitizer resist. out and just rub it all over her. <laughs> I know. But no I've I've had I had a really lovely weekend. Um it just Something happened to me, which was actually quite moving. So I, I helped a friend with a charity event called the Headlight Project. It's a charity in the northeast of England. Um, and they look after people who are going through um, emotional bereavement through losing someone to suicide. So our, our good friend left, lost her husband and has three little girls to look after. Oh, gosh. A oh. toddler um an infant and yeah little one who was at school so that that was that was horrible. So my, my sister and her husband, very good friends with this couple, have been navigating their way through this grief for a couple of years. And um, Kath has set up, this was Russ's wife, Russ, who, who who took his life, set up a charity. And they've been helping lots of families and particularly in the Northeast, suicide rates are very high, particularly amongst men. Me working as a sports broadcaster and obviously seeing how men don't emotionally communicate as well as as, as women chatting away forever before we get to any topic topics, um, felt it was really important that I put my name behind the charity and help raise the profile. And Something crazy happened because a man came up to me and he said, oh, he said, I I, I tweeted you, he said, "Um, a couple of years ago, he said about how low I was feeling and how I just discovered this charity through a tweet that you put out. And I'm in Middlesbrough and I'm going to get in touch with them. And he said, you actually replied to me. He said, you even sent me a direct message. I didn't remember this. I do direct message lots of people if they message me something like that. He said, my, my son took his life. He was a teenager and I've been really struggling and blah, blah, blah. And he'd said, "Oh, and it's it's great." He said, "I've I've followed your progress since. It was lovely because you had a uh, you had a little girl." He said, "Around about the time that my son passed away." And I said, "Oh, I said how long has it been for you?" He said, "Oh, it's coming up for the two year anniversary." I said, "Oh, and you know, I'm really sorry." And I said, "Oh, my little one's going to be 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 too soon." He said, "Oh, when when's her birthday?" I was like the third of October. He said, "That's the day that my son took his life."
1: Oh wow! Which
0: was ju- just uh, yeah, I got uh, you know when you kind of yes, get goosebumps. Totally I felt yeah, really yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. strange yeah, it sort of about you, it. Yeah. Yeah, but it yeah. it
0: it just shows sometimes I I obviously took that moment. I'm not like saying oh I'm the, I'm an amazing person. I'm always replying to everyone and changing their lives. But I'm glad I sat on my social media and took the time to message yeah. someone back
1: and was and a bit that's kind actually, and y- you know social media for positive change as well. Yeah. We forget, don't we? That that it is a tool for good mm. as well. Mm. And he
0: said now he said he's, he's he's back watching Middlesbrough. He was off to see the game this week. They 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 won, so that was great. And he said getting back to the football. He said is was the one thing he was really looking forward to just as an, as an escape from work, family life, everything. So he's a massive Borough fan. So there you go. That was just a little story from me for the week.
2: Yeah, and something else to say is that when we're talking about sport all the time because I often think mm. when I when I get in my circles of my friends who have fabulous jobs that make real difference you know there and then and you think oh I work in sport and but actually sport provides a lot for people and uh, we're all part of that we're all in that cog aren't we making it mm. move on so um yeah it I mean we don't we don't do the uh the on hand stuff like a, a few people that I know but
1: everybody needs a bit of, light relief as well. And if that was his aim, hopefully he can get back enjoying Mm. the football. Okay, ladies, well, let's look at what's coming up on the show. We'll talk winners and losers from the first week of Champions League group stage action. Uh, We're going to talk footballing fallouts. And our footballing pet hates. Time to get oh. it all off your chest. Oh. I know Hayley McQueen. She set this one. She's got a few things to get off her chest, hasn't she? I do. I absolutely do. Not You're just right, this we'll cough, my up. pet peeves. Save them up. Please do. Let's head across the continent first, though, to look at uh, uh, the first games in the group stage of the Champions League. All right, so Champions League winners and losers. Blooming at girls, i tell you after what seems like a pretty timid Tuesday now. Wednesday's Champions League action produced 28 goals and even more twists and turns. Was that you, Hayley McQueen? It blew up. Explosive. <laughs> oh, what a really great was. night. Liverpool playing out a thriller with Milan. Manchester City hitting six. Former West Ham striker set in the evening alight. Lionel Messi, who's he? Uh, so much to talk about. But yeah, winners, defined winners and defined losers. And not just in the straightforward sense, please, as we talk through these uh, couple of days of Champions League action this week. Uh,
0: Hayley, do you want to get us started? Oh, my goodness. I mean, there were hat tricks galore, weren't they? And I just want to give a shout out absolutely winning Sebastian Haller and his four goals. This was in Ajax's 5-1 obliteration of of sporting. Goodness me. Now, he's now not only with this wonderful performance, um, he's matched the feat only achieved... By Marco Van Basten. What is that you say? Well, he's just the second player, or he became the second player, to score four goals on his maiden appearance in European football history. So there you go. Van Basten was the only player to do that. That was all the way back in 1992. Actually, as well, he's the first ever African player to score four times in a Champions League match. So he is
1: absolutely winning. Fantastic. Let's run through a few more of these. Then we'll go one by one. Lindsay, have you got a winner or a loser for me?
2: Yeah, I think, I think Chelsea as defending champions, we have to mention. And I think the obvious route is to go down Lukaku scoring again. He's now got four goals for Chelsea, three at Stamford Bridge. He's scored with his left foot, his right foot, his head. Um, and everyone wants to talk about Lukaku. But I think there's another underlying story here. And it's Chelsea's defence. And I think we should really honour that. Um, as much as Lukaku is on fire and has been brilliant, uh, the other thing that they keep doing is getting clean sheets. and. If we bring it back to Premier League a little bit, since Thomas Tuchel took over in the January, there have been 23 clean sheets for Chelsea, if you go across all competitions. And nearest rivals, Manchester City in this department, have 16. So I think it shows how great they're they're doing in this department. And key to that, and a player that really Sean and I thought was a winner, in this game in particular, was Antonio Rudiger. Now, he's a player that at one point looked like he was going to be on the fringes of maybe leaving Chelsea. He is now absolutely steadfast a starter for Thomas Tuchel, going to be like in that defense and has a contract situation which means it's up for renewal you might have seen that surging 70 yard run that he made as well he nearly finished off with a goal this is a player high on confidence and has got great negotiating skills right now and and ability I think because they really really need him I think Rudiger is fast becoming as much of a standout player in this team as Lukaku
1: is. I'm going to mention a player, Jack Grealish, making his Champions League debut. Again, maybe a bit obvious, but certainly one to mention scoring an absolute corker for City. Assisting two, actually, uh, in their uh, thumping of RB Leipzig. It's the first time, by the way, uh, that a player's done this on their Champions League debut. Score and assist since Wayne Rooney in September 2004. Mm. Any more winners? I've got more winners. Um, Yeah.
2: I let's do. spread it. Let's spread it around Europe a little mm. bit because, uh, sorry, Haley, but young boys um, oh. against Manchester United. Yes. You know, their <laughs> last minute win, and they've already played six qualifiers. And I think we we have to doff the cap to young boys for managing to pull that off. And I know that as a direct result of that, we might have a few Man United matters in our losers mm. category. But do we call credit Jesse where it's a
1: loser, or is that harsh? Do we think that's just bad luck rather than being out and out boo? I think it's perhaps more clinical,
2: isn't it, with the Aaron Wambasaaka red card. Mm, mm, true. So I think if you're going to put Lingard in there for the for the error, then you have to put Wambasaka in there you as well. but
0: i th- I think just loser overall was Manchester United in fact, yeah, and just, well, yeah, what, was yeah two shots attempted I mean it's pathetic sorry
2: actually Haley as well Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in Champions League mm, I think yeah. that's a loser he's lost 7 of 11 matches that he's been in
1: charge in Champions League competition or in Europe and Yeah, I don't think that's good enough. Um, I'm going to say that football entertainment was the winner. Uh, I've got to mention this Liverpool game. Of course, there's the backstory. Greatest European Cup final of all time in 2005. Liverpool 3 0 down against AC Milan. They came back to win the trophy on penalties. Then AC Milan's revenge two years later. So that bubbling in the background. And Wednesday's game didn't disappoint. Another classic. Liverpool took the lead, missed a penalty. Somehow gave away two goals late in, in the two first minutes. half, yes, yeah. and then claimed uh, the win in the second half uh, through Jordan Henderson's brilliant half volley. A three-two corker. Football entertainment being the winner in that one,
2: and I had a win-
1: winner from Liverpool
2: as well in mm-hmm. Jordan Henderson because yeah. seven He's years brilliant. on from mm-hmm. scoring his debut Champions League goal it was a lovely half volley I mean it was an awful clearance from, from Ajax defence but um, but yeah Jordan Henderson definitely capitalising there and seven years on from his first goal that was a really nice thing to, to witness I just think everything about Wednesday
0: night in the Champions League the nine goal thriller between Manchester City and RB Leipzig that was just incredible and you had uh, Christopher Nkuku as well with a hat trick. Um, he was absolutely ecstatic about that. And that certainly um, done his international call-up chances no harm at all. <laughs> um, so he he left, actually, Paris Saint-Germain. They let him go. I wonder if they'll be thinking, oh, I should have been held on to this kid. Um, gone to Leipzig and maybe thinking, oh, potentially my chances of getting that international call-up might not be as strong as it would have been playing for PSG. He'd never have got a game anyway, but on the biggest stage of all, he absolutely shone with that hat-trick.
2: Actually, Hayley, speaking of Leipzig, um, I've got their defender, Tyler Adams, in my losers list. And Kate was right to give a lot of credit to Jack Grealish on his Champions League bow and exactly you know fitting where he needed to be that's exactly why he made that move but this was the player that was responsible for marking him Tyler Adams and what you don't do with Jack Grealish if you've done any homework at all is you don't give him that much space on the ball you don't let him cut in and you don't let him go onto his right foot the goal on 56 minutes I just think was criminal because if you watch any of the footage of Jack Grealish you know that you can't do that you can't give him that room so um, yeah I think he needs to go back and and take a long hard look at some video. next time he comes up against (laughs) Jack.
1: what about losers uh, other losers there's Anthony Taylor getting his cards wrong and oh yeah yeah (laughs) accidentally sending. well he basically tried to give a player a second yellow card and a red and then (laughs) forgot that he hadn't actually given him a first yellow card yet so he had to correct himself um Ibrahimovic. Although I do have sympathy for that. I think that I'm surprised we don't see that happen more because if I was in charge <laughs> But his job as a referee. He's got a little notebook. He's got he's got a headset to be able to remember these things. Um we talked about Jesse Lingard already. Ibrahimović is he a loser? Will he miss the ties? I don't think that makes him a loser. But of course, his side lost in the end. Uh, who else do we put in the losers column, Hayley?
0: Yeah, other losers. I mean, we've we've already mentioned a couple of players for Manchester United, haven't we? And Rafael Varane as well. He's got a really unlucky Champions League opening game record with United losing, with Real Madrid losing. Every time he's played an opening game in the Champions League, he's been on the losing side. And to think that happened as well when he played for Real Madrid is quite shocking. He did have um, not... Too bad a game against uh, young boys. But yeah, I I just think Raphael Varane is maybe uh, bringing a bit of a curse to Manchester United.
1: All right, well, let's, let's leave it on that killer note uh, and instead head to <laughs> fallout. So, so this week, Jamie Carragher, um, you know, love him, but he decided that he wanted to have a feud with most of his fellow pundits on Twitter. How much was for show? Well, I'll leave you... Uh, listeners to decide that for yourself he picked a battle with Gary Neville over Twitter about cutlery on trains, that escalated effectively into Carragher calling Gary Neville posh and Gary Neville laying in to Jamie Carragher for various other things Um, he got into a spat with Gary Lineker over Messi, Lionel Messi there's definitely no love lost there is there between Jamie Carragher and well anyone Um, but I'd like either some other famous commentary or pundit fallouts in football when uh, two People have shared the mic and it's all gone a bit wrong, or just fall out some football. I think we can extend this to Lindsay I think we can all go back to the nineties. Um, in fact,
2: I saw that there was an anniversary of the Alan Shearer and Roy Keane spat um, doing the rounds on social media, and I think there were loads of them. And we can all go back in like decades. But I didn't want to do that. I want to give you more recent examples. But my my first observation is it's not as bad as it used to be. <laughs> I don't think. Um, just. Give given some of the ones that we've had in the past. But uh, in recent memory, the furthest back I'm going to go is Ibrahimović and Pep Guardiola. And the fact that still now there's a prickliness, isn't there? You know, Ibrahimović, every opportunity he'll have a dig, you know, how much he liked Jose at one point and he'll always sort of try and get it in. And that's because they fell out when they were at Barcelona together. And I think that Guardiola always remains fairly tight lipped on it. But Zlatan is not. He's always trying to have a bit of a dig. So that's the one that I go back furthest in. Um, I'll bring one more in and then I'll let Haley jump in. But I thought... Something that happened in lockdown, Um, we needed a bit of entertainment. And unfortunately for Newcastle fans, it came from Newcastle. I mean, things were imploding at the club. I mean, if you think it's bad, there was so much stuff going on. And just before I was about to interview Steve Bruce for a game on Amazon Prime, which we were doing, um, there was this big story about the fallout in the training ground between him and Matt Ritchie. And Matt Ritchie calling Bruce a coward, being forced to apologise. Those two really uh, going at it for a bit. And And I thought, right, this is what we need. It's locked down. fans can't be in grounds. Gives me something to ask in my pre-match questions. Um, <laughs> Steve Bruce had a horrible week in press conferences that week, if you remember. But it was just a week that stood out and all because of this feud being at the, the centre of it.
0: Does anyone remember when just suddenly... Graham Souness wasn't sitting next to Jave Jones and Thierry Henry and he was replaced by Gary Neville in the Sky Sports studio. Well, <laughs> that was some because- behind the scenes insight here, Hayley. It was Liverpool against Brighton and he basically left during an, an ad break. There was half an hour of the coverage to go. Gary Neville had been co-commentating and sometimes actually the commentators, co-commentators do step into the studio and join the other pundits who've, who've been there. Now, you just don't mess with Graham Soonis. And if you're a producer or a director and you're trying to get a message to Graham Sooners, um, I guess it could be a little bit frustrating if you're uh, trying to get a message across, but having to do it in a kind of nicey, nice way and you just give up. So you'd basically decide to tell him to shut up and keep things quick. And instead of um, just taking the direction from the producer or whoever it might be who's giving him that information, it normally would be a producer. I just didn't want to stitch anyone up at Sky by revealing that particular information. Um, He he just, he got very angry and he said, I just don't need this. It's four times today you've shut me up.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and uh,
0: imagine Graham Sooner saying that to you. Just thank God. Um, he, You know, you, you can't see each other. The, the gallery, it's normally sort of in an outside broadcast truck in, in the car park, far from the studio. Um, yeah. So Graham, yeah, he reacted badly, they say, to a directive to wrap up his comments oh. before an ad break. He has been in touch with the production team to apologize. But I do know on that occasion, he ripped off his microphone he went outside, and instead of going to the outside broadcast truck, or instead of waiting for any of his colleagues, he just got into his car, oh. or a car that was with his with his with his chauffeur, and, and just and just went off. That was it. He was he was a bit done. Like a player thought, getting subbed and then yes, and, we, and then leaving immediately. We thought we'd never see him again, and then imagine being that producer and having to work with him again. You, I'd be absolutely terrified. You don't want to get on the wrong I side feel of Graham sooner. My
1: stomach. I know. I know. I know. Um, Hayley, here's one for me to ask you about. So the reason why. Uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Lineker had a bit of a spat. Gary Lineker um, basically, um, well, rightly, but I don't know whether it was maybe a bit smug, uh, pointed out to Jamie Carragher that um, that a graphic for Monday Night Football was wrong. It, would, it detailed um, Messi's record and it, it basically forgot the Copa America uh, win. And um, there was some debate um, about the number of Champions League leagues that Messi had won.
2: Does anyone else think that
1: Gary Lineker might secretly be Messi's agent? Possibly, yes. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. He does love to stand up for him, bit, doesn't he? A little bit too too involved. So basically, the graphic, I think, was wrong and Carragher admitted that. But then he started sparring with Lineker and saying, well, any time you want to come into the studio and read without an auto cue, mate, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and really started digging into it. But um, but uh, whoever did that graphic on Monday Night Football, I bet they had no idea. You know, if you make a mistake, which we all do, you just quite like to move on from it. You might get told off by your boss. You might get told not to do it again or to maybe make a change to your process in checking stats you certainly do not want jamie Carricker almost almost trying to defend you and at the same time blow the whole thing up on social media with gary lineker as well or maybe you do (laughs)
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe it
1: makes news maybe it's another talking point um, here we go Robbie Savage talking at the BBC and, and honestly we're not laying in it's just that this is one example that I remember Robbie Savage and Jason Muhammad, um on uh, Five Live and uh, Lindsay I know Jason sent you a lovely message after you got your Sky Sports WSL job so we're going to take Jason's side here which <laughs> to be fair I probably would anyway um, so a Huddersfield fan called in to their football uh, phone in And was asked by Mohammed whether David Wagner, the manager, uh, should keep his job. He would kept them in the Premier League the season before. So we're going back a few years here. And Robbie Savage, I don't know what was going on, but just butted immediately and said, what a silly question. Are you sure? Is that a real question? Jason tried to calm things down by saying, Robbie, I have no idea what's got into your mind today. I have no idea why you're so upset and angry. And then told him to go and take a chill pill, which was brilliant. I remember I listened to that.
2: I remember listening to that and I've, I've heard a couple of ones with Robbie but I think that's just part of his persona as well and Chris Sutton does it, doesn't he? Just to yes, to yes. wind think, things up and I think, stir the pot. Kind of
1: some of it is winding up but, but actually on this occasion I don't think Jason would have bitten back like that had he not been a bit genuinely annoyed by Robbie Savage. Being the only or thing or I will Jason's say question? about Robbie
2: Savage as well is we used to hear him commentating a lot with Darren Fletcher and we don't hear it anymore and oh, I don't know. I don't, don't know what, what, what maybe happened but, you know, I'm just, saying. They used to be quite a strong partnership. Um, I'm going back to things on the pitch because I don't want to get in any more trouble with us. Um, So Hugo Lloris versus Son. Do you remember this? This was again in lockdown and it was, I think, the biggest bust up of that year. Just before halftime in Spurs 1-0 win over Everton if you remember it and I'd never seen anything like it Hugo Lloris and Son squaring up going down the tunnel it carried on in the dressing room as well um, and yeah you just it had to watch them be separated by teammates it was very strange indeed and I'm sure people have been um, put to task on it since as what it was about but they kept it fairly private
1: Um, but yeah
2: there there was something that had got under Hugo Lloris's skin about Son
1: in that match we haven't mentioned Roy Keane too much of course but needless to say he's fallen out with pretty much everyone he's (laughs) shared the airtime with so there we (laughs) go that's because it would take up the whole show Yeah, (laughs) we won't elaborate too much because it's an obvious one Um, let's move on to pet hates then. Topic number three. Um, Hayley, I gather you've been getting a bit narky recently um, about <laughs> a few things in football. Not with it's us. We're not going back to topic no, two. No, Um Before we fall out. Um, but this has led us to think about footballing pet hates, mainly so Hayley can get it all off her chest. But I'm sure Lindsay uh, and uh, I know I can offer a few of my own little things that rub me up the wrong way um let's let you rip into this then Hayley McQueen what the floor things, is yours yes know, and what so, are the things you know, that annoy you lots of little things
0: lots of little things um there's there's just one particular thing and it's 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 so small but it does bother me it's when someone says I was listening the other day and I'm not going to say who it was lots of people have said it when you say oh you know he's not you know, when you've got like the Mbappes of this world, the Harlands and the Ronaldos. <laughs> the well, no, Gerrards
1: and the Lampards. The Gerrards and that, the Lampards. That, 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 that just immediately comes back to me because it was just that kind of ongoing debate about whether you could play them together or not. Um, but you're right. It's singular. Um, there's, there's only yes. one of them. Yes, well, there is only well, one of them.
0: Like, the, you know, like Ronaldo, like an Mbappé. Not the Mbappés and the Harlands of this world. Because if there were a few of them, show me where they are.
1: (laughs) Show me where they are. I'd like to sign them, please, for my imaginary football club uh, when I can use imaginary money. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know. It's just, it's a little thing,
0: but it does really bother me. Another thing that bothers me when someone says he gave 110%.
1: Oh, that's on my list because there's no such
0: thing. Just, he gave it 100%. He gave it his all. He gave it his everything. He gave it 100%. Not two hundred percent, not one hundred and ten percent, just a hundred percent. That'll do. Yes, I mean, yes. He's giving mm-hmm. it everything.
1: Do you think also people people band around hundred percent if they think someone's been amazing? that they bandy around the kind of 100 percent's too much and so if you think someone's been you know pretty damn well amazing maybe just give them a 95% because it may not be the full 100% and that gives you a 5% allowance for next time when you really are wowed by someone correct that is wonderful advice see what what you're both honing in on here is
2: the overuse of cliches right so it, it all falls under the same umbrella and we'll all have ones that annoy us a bit more than others and I'm sure and I'm going to put my hand up here that i've done plenty of them and I, i've actually sure contributed today, yes. yeah i'm sure but there are certain ones one of the ones at the moment this is at the moment that really gets to me and i think i hear it a lot certainly on um, certain media i do um there and thereabouts it really drives me mad i think it's such a wishy-washy statement were they there or were they
1: thereabouts? Because they're not there and thereabouts. <laughs> Do you think it's someone's way of covering up what they've said? Like, like he scored six goals this season, and then they think to themselves, "Not sure whether that's right." So that's there and thereabouts. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, or if they're guessing at something, I to suppose. Cover someone's bottom, yeah. isn't it?
2: But it's a particular new favourite of mine, and um, um, and once I've said it to you, I promise you both you're going to hear it more and more because it happens a lot. Uh,
1: goals win games. Uh, that's just stupid, isn't it? It's just obvious. Goals win games, of course. I mean, yes, but it does take more than goals as well. Uh, The only
2: one I think you can excuse is genuinely in some matches there is a game of two halves. And I know that that's ridiculous, but sometimes you do have one team that really perform well first half and then the other team perform really Mm. well second half. So, yeah, I get that. Interviews, um, I have a personal beef and I wish that this could get Get sent round to all of the press officers around men's football, women's football, any football, generally in life. If you work in sport and you have to do multiple interviews and you're having media training, please, media trainers, tell the people that when they're doing an interview, you might have eight interviews in one day, but the people who are watching, say interview number five don't know what happened in interview number one so when you say like I said before but you haven't said it before to me people are like what what's going on so you have to treat every single interview like it's your first one not that
1: it's a continuous prose because it really isn't. Oh man, I get you. I get you absolutely. Um, and it's also keeping engaged as well, isn't it? Don't don't please by interview eight have that glazed look on your eye like you don't want to be there because that that eighth interview has been stood there waiting for you for the longest. Exactly. So raise your game,
0: please. Exactly. Haley. I've got just a few other little random ones. Um, gloves with short sleeves it's going to start getting a little bit colder soon i just (laughs) don't see the point in players wearing gloves on their hands with a short sleeve shirt just wear a long just wear a long sleeve
1: Oh no gloves
0: yeah just no gloves at all gloves should be saved for the goalkeeper i just can't see how much difference it's going to make when your arms are exposed um Shirt grabbing. We can see you. We can see you. Everyone can see you grabbing the shirt. What is the point in doing that? (laughs) Um, But my biggest one, and this is one maybe people don't agree with, is when people say he missed the penalty. What if it was saved? Well, I prefer giving the goalkeeper the credit here as opposed to just lambasting the person who has not scored the goal. Yes, he missed it. But did no, he no, target? he didn't. No, you're right. No, it no. was saved. If yes, you missed yes. the target, as long as the fair enough. got a
1: touch to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: it could have hit the post. It could have hit the bar. But if the keeper saved it and it was on target, it was saved. He missed the opportunity to score, but he didn't miss it. It wasn't
2: missed. Didn't it might have it. been. It might have been a tame penalty. It might not have Correct. been a good connection, but it's Correct. not a miss. A miss is hitting any of the framework or nowhere on target at all, and that is a miss defined. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw in a few here. Uh, away goals count double. But they don't, do they? They don't count double. And so why are you saying that they do? And the other thing which is annoying slash hilarious sometimes is when a team is wasting time towards the end of the game and they make a sub and the player being subbed off um, tries their hardest to ignore the electronic board and the substitution for as long as they possibly can, saying goodbye to everyone on the pitch uh, and then managing to run off. Slower at a slower pace than they would walk off. Mm. It takes it takes. They're trying yeah. to get rid of that though, aren't they? They're trying to get rid of that by by exiting at the point of the
2: pitch. But yeah, it still happens. Kick them off, yeah. Um, one final thing from me, uh, diving, and it's not the obvious because everyone hates diving. That's just universal. My actual pet peeve and pet hate is the non-assimulation being penalised. So if someone stays on their feet when they could have gone down and they don't get a penalty, oh my word, my blood boils. Because how are we ever going to stamp diving out of the game if we
1: don't reward the people that stay on their feet? Mic drop. Well said. (laughs) Well said. Ladies, I should point our listeners in the direction of Adam Hurry's Football Clichés podcast from The Athletic. If you love your clichés, if you want a bit of good humour and analysis from Adam, uh, listen to it. The Football Clichés podcast from Adam Hurry, available via The Athletic. Let's move on to some any other business then, shall we? Um, Who wants to come in first on this?
2: I've only got one quick one and I feel like it's uh, slightly on the self-promotion <laughs> level, but only because <laughs> I'm right. I'm now working at Sky Sports doing the WSL coverage. But did you see the record viewing figures across Sky Sports and the BBC yes. for the opening weekend? So over 1.5 million people tuned in across that opening weekend. I know from Sky's perspective that those figures are even better for the second uh, weekend, so I can't wait for those to be released as well. But just to show that if you bring it... They do come, and there is now a product I think I that people. I
1: said that very thing can... yeah. in our <laughs> yes. in our brilliant The Athletic Women's Football Podcast, Lindsay Hooper. But I don't <laughs> mind you borrowing it. No, completely it. it
2: I think you actually said I tried to put a spin on it. You said if you build know, it, they I will. I know, come.
1: I know, and I could actually hear hear your train of thought whilst you were saying it, thinking how do I turn this into something else? Because Kate said this. I know you so well, and it's brought a smile to my face. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you finish it off. Well. Well, the point is if you give it exposure of course people will watch it and uh, well done to sky sports and also the bbc as well uh, for making sure that they back the women's game um that's primates. an opportune moment as well kate to plug the wsl show that we yes, have there's yeah. A fun yeah women's test if you want to get across the women's game and there are only three episodes to catch up on there's a preview show and two others so you could listen to the whole lot and get bang up to date uh, and hear kate's original talk talk point <laughs> yes exactly and if you hear a bit in the most recent one and I think I've heard that somewhere before <laughs> it wasn't me copying Lindsay it was the other way around um, yeah. Let's talk about Boris Johnson. Uh, we we know that, that it has been muted for a while, that people may have to show proof of double vaccination to get into football grounds. Well, that was scrapped. Um, it's basically called a vaccine passport, um, except it hasn't been scrapped entirely, uh, just to put football fans back into the picture. It's been sidelined, and it's part of a series of measures that Boris Johnson might bring in in the autumn if it looks like our COVID rates are going in the wrong direction. So uh, just to say, watch this space. Uh, but at the moment, no plans for vaccine passports at games
0: i have got poor harvey elliott in hospital having had successful ankle operation but he's obviously come out and um uh, he's bored he's basically bored and he (laughs) he might potentially be on some kind of painkilling drugs which have um (laughs) yeah which uh, have sent him a little bit loopy and he went a little bit viral on tiktok um or a united fan went viral because um he was mocking him um, someone had, uh, had sent a, a tweet to him or some a message on TikTok. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't quite know how TikTok works. I went on it, realised I wasn't cool enough, so quickly left. Um, a United fan commented saying, "You know, oh, he's not walking like that anymore." Um, after someone had posted a, a video of him running around, it's like the poor guy's in hospital with his leg up, having had an operation after yeah, that really horror. serious injury. Uh, yeah. um, And he was just trying to be a little bit funny back, but he, he got things a little bit wrong. He said, huh, crazy, though, how I have more legs than United have trophies in the past eight years oh. but, you, United <laughs> have. <laughs> have won quite a few yeah, trophies yeah. perhaps he maybe not the just... best comeback yeah so his, his, math, his, his
2: math's not up there right now but hey trust you to remember that bit though he did actually give um, a signed shirt did he not to the, to someone in the hospital bed next to him he did a young yeah. there was a very young boy wasn't there who'd gone in I
0: think mm. he'd broken his wrist and was, was mm-hmm. found himself in a hospital bed next to his absolute idol and he, he signed a shirt and made that kids day so well done to Harvey Elliott still
1: providing entertainment for us all. Um, here's another government line. I feel like I'm parroting off uh, at some of Boris Johnson's press releases here, but this is quite... You can tell amazing. what your other job is, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, there is a new Secretary of State, by the way, for Digital Culture, Media and Sport. It was Oliver Down. And remember, he got heavily involved, along with Boris Johnson, in the old uh, European Super League. Um, he uh, weighs in on a lot of football matters and generally was thought to have done an OK job. Is it a woman? It, is, it, it Yes, it is. <gasps> it is a woman, Nadine Dorries. Um, I'm not overly sure what her qualifications are, other than why Winding up the SNP in Scotland, the political party, for putting on a whole host of votes uh, when during the World Cup. Um, I think it was, uh, she wanted to watch an England game and she was saying that the other party were basically putting up these votes on purpose so that the English MPs couldn't watch England. So she's defended the sport in the past. Um, But what might be more concerning is that the new minister in charge of sport um, uh, has had her most high-profile appearance on TV uh, on I'm a Celeb, Get Me Out of Here, munching away through a lamb's testicle and ostrich anus. Uh, So I don't know uh, what that says about her. Uh, But yes, uh, there is a new woman in charge. Very quickly, the United States
0: Soccer Federation, you've probably seen this, have now offered identical contracts to both the women's and men's teams. Now, back in May 2020, there there was a lawsuit from the women's team for equal pay. It was dismissed by a judge. There was an appeal, but they have now decided that they are going to make sure that they resolve this gender pay dispute. and um yeah a statement via their twitter account actually questioned the offer saying oh it's a PR, a pr stunt bargaining um through the media will not bring us any closer to a fair agreement but i still think in america they should have more
1: well yes because well, the, because the, women cause the men's successful. team are nowhere near as successful yeah yeah so there is still perhaps questions to be uh, ironed out, but um, uh, it is some progress at least. Um, listen, thank you to both of you for joining us on the show and also uh, for you for listening as well, if you're at home or wherever you are listening to the pod. Um, you can find us on social media at Pod on Twitter and on Insta. And you can find us via our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Lots of fresh content up there every week on the men's and the women's game. Um, where are we going to see you next, uh, Lindsay? I'm at Wolves v Brentford on Saturday and this is the first
2: weekend in a long time where I'm only doing one match so I will be enjoying some damn time on Sunday mm. International um,
1: game Yeah. In the women's game yeah. Yeah. and Hayley yeah, yeah, yeah. you're back on our screen soon aren't you?
0: So I will be back on screen on Sunday I'm going to be doing a lot with Sky Media because they have partnered with Tottenham to host the world's first net zero carbon football game at yeah. an elite level when they take on Chelsea so you'll be hearing a lot about that over the weekend on on Sky Sports but particularly with me on Sky Sports News working really closely with the team I'm really excited about that
1: well have a Brilliant. lovely weekend if you're listening I hope you have a good few days too and we'll see you next week bye you've been listening to the Offside Rule part of the Athletic Podcast Network keep up to date with everything Offside at offsiderulepodcast.com and by following at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter and Insta check out all of the Athletics football podcasts on Apple Spotify and all the usual places or listen ad-free on the Athletic app The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. The Athletic Sports Social Podcast Network Plus